Hi, everybody. Adam Cook from Campus Inc. in the NIL store. Want to say real quickly, thank you so much for listening and joining us on this journey. And as a reminder, if you ever need any custom merchandise, youth jerseys, camp t-shirts, whatever it may be, you can always find us at campus.inc. And of course, for all your NIL needs, nil.store. We're going to jump into the episode. I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, we're back for another episode of the NIL show. Um, I haven't been with you guys for a couple of weeks. It's been nuts. Yeah, it's good to have you back. You've had a few things on your plate. <laughs> Just, yeah, had a few things going on. You, you know, you spend a week in Paris and you come back all fashion forward with corduroy. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, actually, I got that from Amazon. <laughs> Even better. Amazon Basics. Even better. Steven, you have, you've had a couple things that you've been focusing on um, while you haven't been joining us on the pod. One of those is you were... Um, in Central America, because you're on the board of directors of Gildan, which we learned is Gildan, not Gildan. Um, how was that trip? It was awesome. Um, got to see firsthand how a shirt is made from cotton to a final product. And it's just a super fascinating world. Um, Gildan, as it's called, actually makes most of the shirts. I think they use 10% of the U.S.'s cotton supply. And wow. That's uh, crazy. other things I learned is they make a lot of stuff for Nike and Adidas. Um, I hope I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's amazing when you like, when, when you get into the Nike. manufacturing side of things. Yeah. Right. When you get in the manufacturing side of things, it's crazy. Like, you know, you talked about that whole process of from cotton to a t-shirt and how big their facility is and how much really just goes into like, this little thing that we all wear and we throw it on every day without even thinking about it. It's bananas. What's interesting is the cotton gets spun into yarn in North Carolina, then gets shipped to Honduras to get turned into fabric, dyed, cut, sewn, then back to North Carolina for distribution. Also wow. that we can order these within a day. Um, I think what's really interesting is learning about the supply chain, learning what they're doing for sustainability, yeah. um, that they are a carbon neutral company, um, that, you know, they have living wages, um, just got to see behind the scenes of Gildan and, uh, meet their product managers, their designers, um, just learn so much. And, uh, you know, got to meet the, just, just about meet everyone. So super cool to see that. And, um, there's a couple things that we're working on with them that, uh, that hopefully we can bring to some of our athletes. So, yeah. I think that's the coolest thing too, is like, you know, be, it's just such a, a, a unique opportunity and a privilege to be able to be on that. We're really grateful you're on that because it does give us a little bit of that ear into, you know, one of the largest garment manufacturers on the planet. Like, hey, they're listening to us, well, right? Something that we deal with every day is, is when we sign a university, right? It's up to us to produce, you know, socially responsible good, socially responsible goods that are the correct colors, that are the right fit. Um, cause there's a lot of crap out there and there's a lot of stuff that's mm -hmm. manufactured unethically and to be able to go there firsthand and see it was a good vote of confidence. But when I, when we talk to universities, I, I can tell them, Hey, that is crimson and that's how it's made. Right. Um, right. so just good to level ourselves up and, uh, and, and, and some other cool things is their product managers all have worked at Nike, Adidas, Under Armour. Um, I got to go through our, our jersey samples with them and be like, hey, what, what would you tweak on this? What would you make a little bit better? You know, um, and that that was pretty sweet, too. Right. 
Um, yeah. So all good stuff there. And then a little vacation with the wife to get away for a minute. Um, it's always important. A little mental little health. Mental health. And uh, we're back in action. But yeah, I, I, I think we were texting about this, guys. And we said like, man, the three of us just need to talk. We've, we've interviewed a bunch of people. <laughs> um, there's been so much going on that a few things. Uh, we just need to digest it all. So uh, Sean's still married. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a little little nil show therapy yeah, session. I'm still married. Adam's still a dad. Adam's still a dad. I, I will say so. Sean's my neighbor. Uh, yeah. By luck, we share a wall. And uh, I was driving back from Champagne last week, and I get a text like, "Hey, are are you home?" And I was like, "I'm ten. I'm parking right now." And he goes, "I'm locked out." My beautiful sleeping wife will not answer her phone. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, like, there's Sean. Uh, yeah. But uh, yep. Sean's been a great neighbor. If anyone's looking for a neighbor, I borrowed an onion, returned the favor with eggs. <laughs> and pumpkins. Uh, and pumpkins. Uh, I love but, it. Uh, but it's cool. It's it's fun to be. Adam, how's, how's Cal doing? Cal's great. Um, one, one other thing I'll say on that, that neighborly thing is, we, you know, we try to keep everything in group text just through, you know, for transparency across the, the organization. And I love getting the text of like, hey, Stephen, I just got home. Your, you know, your, your factor <laughs> meals are outside. You want me to bring yeah. them up, up for you? <laughs> well, Stephen has a nasty habit of his factor, his factor meals. <laughs> they get stolen by people outside. So we uh, I like to be an extra set of eyes on those things. Neighborhood Watch yeah, walking exactly. away in yeah. Chicago. Yeah. Neighborhood Watch. <laughs> neighborhood Watch. So we um, we've launched a couple schools, guys. Uh, have we talked about what happened at Indiana? Couple to a tree? No, we have not. We haven't. We 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 got to debrief this. We got to catch everybody up to speed. Okay, Indiana has set a record. I don't know what the record is. We're calling, We're calling it, a it a record because you know in our game, <laughs> there's no starting line or end line. There's no rules, and we set a record. Talk to us about what happened in Indiana. So, you know, when when we launch these these stores, it's really exciting. There's always a really big push at first. You know, the athletes are hyped, the parents are hyped, we're hyped. Um, but there's this other kind of piece um, around e-commerce and products that you can offer in the NIL space. And it's sometimes difficult for institutions, universities, to find people to do them really well. And so Indiana came to us and was like, hey, we have these floating head posters that we do every year. Um, you know, it's the, the athletes and the schedule. They go crazy. And we're like, okay, yeah, cool. Awesome. Posters. Sounds great. Sure. We can figure that out. They're like, no, 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 no. They go crazy. I'm like, all right, we get it. You're going to sell a few posters. So, um, we, you know, get all the administrative stuff done. Um, finalize the deal with the institution. We launched the Indiana store. We launched the posters. I will never forget this. It was at 1 PM central, 2 PM Eastern. Um, and Stephen, they went crazy, man. <laughs> How, what happened in the first like twelve hours? I don't remember. Um, I, I how many thousands were sold? Yeah, it it was uh, it was in the yeah, it was in the many thousands of posters. We'll just say that in the first twelve hours, in terms of like ravenous it, it was like dropping raw meat into a piranha filled pool it was incredible to see so exciting. so go ahead sean no i was just gonna say i i, I think 
what's really cool about it is it, it really speaks to a couple different things. One, uh, Indiana approached Stephen, Adam, Campus Inc. with this opportunity. People think of us as a merch store, clothing, T-shirts, sweatshirts. These are posters. This isn't normally supposed to be in our realm of cup of tea. And I think what makes Stephen so awesome is Stephen was like, yeah, no, we'll, we'll find a way to do that. Yeah, this sounds like we'll an amazing opportunity. So I think that's really cool. And then on the, on the flip side of thing, uh, of things is Indiana having the wherewithal to say, no, we want to make this an NIL opportunity for our athletes. There's a chance here yep. where um, we think that our fans will be really into this, where they can support our athletes directly with it too. So all around, so cool. So wait, wait, let's, let's dive into that. So yes, I have a way to get anything printed. If you need something printed, I have <laughs> cloned my best friend's head and made a bobblehead. I have done some very weird um you know, for, for weddings, I'll put, you know, the, the bride's face on it for cold feet. We can print anything and I can find a way to print just about it. You made koozies for my wedding. Thank you. Yeah. At least we can do Sean. Okay. Indiana the year before had sold three for $10, no NIL deal, or I think it was like a small, something very small where the athletes were going to make pennies on it. We said, if we're going to do this, we're going to have to sell this poster, you know, for the guys to really split a good amount of money. I have to sell this poster for like 12 bucks. So we're talking a piece of paper. Okay. And, and this is, this is our whole thematic approach, right? Like if we're going to do something on the NIL side, we're, we're going to advocate for the athletes, right? We're going to say, Hey, how much, how much money can we get them out of this right. deal? That's our, that's our like starting right. point. So, so normally through like a normal, like, you know, would have been them splitting something like if we sold it for 12 bucks, they would have each gotten through a normal, you know, way they would, they would have split like two or three pennies. I was like, that's not enough. Why would anyone? So like, I was like, okay, can we take 25% of that? Cause that's what our rep share looks like. And then can we split that up over 13 guys? So if every guy makes 15 to 20 cents, does that seem okay? Right? Well, when you sell 10,000 posters, every turns into a pretty every, good man, you know, the Indiana men's basketball team, has made $15,000 wow. selling this floating heads poster. And it's because we activated it in a certain way because Indiana promoted the living daylights out of it. The yeah. story was told, every athlete was promoting it and you know, they're able to see that. And so it was, it was a group effort. Even the bookstores, the bookstores came in and ordered several thousand units. Yeah. And we told them, look, we're going to wholesale this poster to you. It's not going to be a $2 poster. And they're like, right. fine. And they blew out of them. They sold out of them. Yeah. And and the feedback that we've gotten has been, I'm going to read an email right here that I, I literally got this afternoon at 1.30. So I hope you keep printing the floating head posters. In the last few years, they've been very difficult to find. They used to be available at local businesses. Wishing everybody all the best. Go so Hoosers. Cool. So like people are about them. And but then wait, I started getting, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I started getting phone calls from athletic directors who are saying like, Hey, those poster things are pretty cool. Um, how do I get my, you know, department on board with this type of activation that is an opportunity for the athletes, not not exclusively just a, you know, a, a, an MMR thing or, or something like that. So it's, I'll, I'm not gonna lie, I had very little faith in it, and it is incredible to see. So it let's happen. talk about those corporate sponsors too, because we even parlayed that, right? So um, different grocery chains, insurance companies, they were able to buy the poster, drop their logo in it, and use it as giveaways, right? Like a calendar. Mm -hmm. And so we actually mm -hmm. built a function on the website. Mike O'Neill, one of our lead project managers, literally did it in like a day where you could upload the logo. You could add a little bit more money to put your logo on it. 
and it was an NIL deal attached to it. And I think it was State Farm that did a, a handful of them. Yeah, State Farm did a number of them. We even had, I think we had the main state, like the overarching franchise reach out and say, hey, we want to purchase them for all of our um, all of our, our franchise locations. And, and so what we do on, on the on the backside of that is we actually will serve as a liaison for for the institution, right? Because you, if you're going to sell something licensed like that, you know, it has to be through approved partners and all that kind of stuff. And so we're able to actually serve as the liaison for Learfield and their MMR partners to say, look, is this a vetted organization? Yep. Okay, let's run it. Um, you know, the institution gets their share, the athletes get their share. And the end customer, the business gets to, you know, have these rad posters with their logo on them. Um, it's really, it's, it, it's, it, it proved two things that we've kind of always known too, right? One, you give people something that they really want or that they really enjoy, they're going to buy it. But two, when you tie in that emotional element, in this case, being able to support directly their favorite players, um, yep. it just pops off that much more. So it really proved that concept as well. Um, it also... Y'all, um, we're also wholesaling to the bookstores. I think this is really important to talk about. Um, so part of it is obviously direct to consumer, meaning we sell it on the Indiana NIL store, but we want to support the bookstores. And so at Indiana, you've got TIS, um, which is like Game Day Spirit. You've got Legends and you've got Follett, right? Um, what's really interesting is different ones have different stakes. So some have the concessions, some have the bookstore. Game Day has their own s- store. And what we allowed them to do was to buy wholesale on behalf of the athletes, right? Or sorry, how do I explain this? We allowed them to buy wholesale so that they could pick and choose what athletes they wanted to sell on their shelves. Adam, can you go into this a little bit? Yeah, and this was something that that I actually learned a lot from you on this because I don't I don't come from a merchandising or a retail background. And you know, when you run a brick and mortar, you know, anything your margins are going to be a lot higher than they are on e-commerce, right? That just makes sense. You've got rent, you've got employees, you've got utilities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you throw in this wrinkle of NIL merchandise where you have to pay the athlete out, uh, you know, a royalty or a commission for using their NIL. And that's another percentage that you've got to build into your margins, right? And it's really, it's, it's, it's narrow because are you going to sell a t-shirt for, you know, $75 so that you can cover your cost? So a lot of these retailers, you know, bookstores were staying away from the NIL stuff because number one, they're, they're trying to figure out how to build in that extra margin to pay the athlete. But then number two, we live in a transfer portal world, right? I mean, Illinois basketball felt the pain of this last year when people are, you know, are transferring out after a year. Well, What's different at the collegiate level than the pros is if an athlete transfers from your school and becomes eligible at another institution, you can never sell that licensed apparel with their name on it ever again. You can't mark it down. You can't do anything. It is no longer, you know, a paired licensed product. And so you just have to burn those. And it, it put a lot of fear, a lot of concern into retailers like, geez, am I, get, am I just going to have to eat this, let alone... When you're dealing with sports, injuries happen, man. Somebody blows out their knee. Paige Beckers. Well, you know. it, it, it happened um, with Andre Curbelo. I'm just going to say it. Mm-hmm. And we have a really great mm-hmm. partner with Game Day Spirit um, who has concessions and the main the main store in, at, at Illinois. And so, you know, they were buying, putting in orders for several hundred units. Well, he didn't have a great year. Um, he was injured and then he transferred. Love you, Andre. You were great to us, but uh, wish you the best at St. John's. <laughs> uh, so then we got to thinking, 
us and our retail partner game day, we're like, okay, how do we figure out a way so that they don't have to worry about the risk? And so what we started mm-hmm. doing was a little hybrid model, right? So as long as game day places an order by Monday at 4 p.m., we'll make sure that the items they need for the players they want are ready by Friday. So I'm just looking right now and I see, you know, Illinois, we got Chase Brown on the Heisman hunt um, mm-hmm. and Tommy DeVito who had almost a perfect game on Saturday. So he goes, you know, we're kind of talking about it. He's like, I don't know how long Tommy's going to be here. He's only really got a year of eligibility. I don't want to get stuck with his Jersey. So I'm like, look, why don't you just take 12 of them and then do the rest for Chase Brown? Cool. Right. We want to be able to help our retail partners out. And I think that's really important. And that's, that's something that's special, I think. So, Stephen, let me ask you a question. For somebody that says that they're like, hey, I know Campus Sync. They're based in Urbana. They're right there. They can get jerseys to them uh, real quick. For a school that's maybe not located where the warehouse is or where you're, you're making the products, what would be the solution there? Yeah, so it's, it's the same thing. It's just it adds a day or two of shipping, right? So Indiana's one day of shipping. Good thing gotcha. we are centrally located. So yeah, getting to San Diego is going to take an extra three days, right? Um, we also, you know, we're pretty good at the logistics and the supply chain side of printing. And we give a lot of credit to our awesome production team. Um, but also like our, our, you know, our CTO, Neil came from a, a huge piece of software to manage print shops. So like, we're getting pretty good at it. Um, it's yeah. getting, it's getting pretty fun and we've got some technology that we're pretty proud of. Um, we can't peel back the curtains quite yet. Um, but it's allowing us like, we're getting nerdy in the printing side of things and you know, people give well, me shit for and it. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> the other, the other side of that kind of wholesale solution is it's great for the athlete as well in, on kind of that, like education, professional development side, um, but, but also the support side, how cool to see your Jersey, yeah. um, you know, in the bookstore in venue, but then we can also go to that athlete and we say, look, this is how our wholesale program works. You know, the, the, the commissions are going to be wholesale versus retail. Here's why. And so it's that other layer of teaching them how this world works, how merchandise works, how retail works. Um, and you know, we don't just say, Hey, we'll send you a, a check once every three months. It's, it's teaching them why this is beneficial to them, how it's beneficial to them, uh, why it's so important to, to kind of be a part of something that, that, that can offer this solution. So it's so multifaceted and, um, it's, it's been really exciting to watch it kind of come to fruition and on both sides, just provide can, such a great can, opportunity. Can we switch gears for a second and talk about some, some wins we didn't see coming maybe at Purdue? What do you got, Sean? Well, I, I think the coolest thing that I've seen from Purdue is, first of all, their volleyball team is going off right now. Um, on the court and off the court. On the court, they're playing great. But off the court, they are their sales are incredible. Uh, I think Ava Hudson, who is their star freshman outside hitter, she mm-hmm. if, is she leading the store in sales, Adam? If she's not, she's right up there. She, yeah, she's in the very, very close top. I don't, I don't think she's fully leading, but she is right yeah, there. Yeah, and so that's really cool, and it's something that we've talked about for quite a bit. Is these women's sports? Uh, we had a feeling that they would do really well, and it's proven once again. Just like Virginia Tech softball, here's Purdue volleyball. Uh, people love it. People are really into it, and it shows in in, in Ava Hudson and the rest of the team sales. It's well, just so cool. If, if you think about it, right, like women's volleyball like 
how many, you know, high school athletes are there or middle school volleyball players and they go to a Purdue game and like, that's my hero right there. Yeah. You know, 100%. they're like, I want to be, I remember at Barrington high school, like, yeah. well, Molly Pfeiffer, stud soccer player, right? Everyone knew her name. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. You know? And so it's like, you think about how many kids are figuring mm-hmm. out who their heroes are. And it's like, Ava's a hero to so many future stars. And that's the audience right well, there. Yeah, and and like I mean, if you just kind of track where the the trends of the sport as a whole are going, right? There's not really a, a massive pro path for women's volleyball or men's volleyball, but it has a huge following, right? Like hundreds of thousands of athletes across the country with with not really a pro, you know, a, a, a penultimate level. So the collegiate competition is that yeah. level, right? Um, you're looking at at Big Ten matchups. Um, you know, against Wisconsin, I think they had 25,000 people, you know, a sellout match. I, that's as big as any any basketball game, right? It, extremely visible, too. Big Ten Network is all in on supporting volleyball and a sport like wrestling. They show on TV all the time. Yep. Um, so when you have that yeah. visibility factor, too, and, and kids can watch on TV and really get to know them and know their stories, it just adds to it. Adam, what's the plan for someone um, like Ava, like a, a big hitter like that that's making, you know, like what do you guys have in store to, to, to do for her? Yeah, and this is the cool thing around, you know, we talk a lot about kind of these core products, the 365 things that are on the store. Uh, and then we talk about the other avenue of being able to do the, the custom work. And the thing that's really exciting is, you know, when we have an athlete like Ava pop off and she can prove out, uh, man, you know, she moves merchandise. There's a market out there for her. Um, that's where we can really implement our one-to-one relationship with the athlete and say, hey, you know, this is, this is exciting. Let's capitalize on this yeah. momentum for you. Let's, you know, put together something custom that speaks to who you are, speaks to this season and put it in the hands of your fans. But the best part is that that really isn't much heavier of a lift on her. She can still focus on the momentum of her sport, focusing on where she's at in the season, making a postseason push. Um, we can kind of work for her on the back end of doing this really special activation and just, you know, just blow it out. You guys have a limited drop coming for there's something that works. There's something works. Sweet. sweet. So let's talk there. Like we have chase Brown on the Heisman hunt, right? What's going on with chase? Sean, can you talk to us a little about that? So for those that don't know, chase Brown is Illinois star running back. He's having an unbelievable season. He actually has a twin brother on the team, Sydney, who's a safety. Sydney. Uh, Sydney had two interceptions last weekend. It was literally the Brown show. Um, so we got a couple things up our sleeve here in terms of what we want to do for the Browns. Um, I, and- I think what was really cool is the university has a Heisman campaign for him. Yeah. Right. Um, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and so they link to his merch, yeah. right? Like there's his merch. And so something That's that we cool. want to be always is adaptable and flexible because there is this, you know, we believe the hot market, like there's this hot market, like, Oh, I want a final four shirt. What about when you're when you're running back is having a killer like you have a time yeah. to strike while the iron is hot, mm-hmm. and that's something where you know we just have creative ready to go. Um, and so what's funny is on the weekend our nil text thread is like, shoot, we need a chase shirt, we need a chase yeah. shirt, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, got it, got it. And and last spring when Illinois was in the tournament, Brad Underwood went on a press conference and said, you know, we'll take them behind Pizza Hut and. and locker yeah. box them and so yeah. mike o'neill launched a like 
can't out pizza the Illini or something. And it just went off the charts. <laughs> yeah. That's the dynamic nature that like we can never lose guys because moments those are special. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, like just, just to talk about how, what, what we do is different and to use your term, Stephen special, but just also in terms of leading this out and makes me really proud is that, that relationship with the athlete, because not only are we texting each other, like, all right, let's get something spun up for chase, blah, blah, blah. But then Monday comes around and he's like, Hey, y'all, did you see my game on, on Saturday? Um, can we get something going? And so we have that, that conversation with him. It's not, he, he's not removed from that conversation. Um, he's a part of it. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting to be able to, to invite and, and them mom and that dad, process. right. Um, and the right. parents, you know, uh, I'm coming into town. Can I make sure I get my shirt? You know, uh, all those texts on Friday at four o'clock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, no problem. We got you. Yeah. Um, can but we that's that sports, but that's, that's the beauty sports. of sports. It has moments like right. other things don't have moments like sports do that are unpredictable, that are spur the moment that drive emotions. And that's the beauty of it. That's why I love um, it. All right. Let's talk about a couple of things that were uh, some challenges that we're working, not challenges, but some, some new cool things. So first of all, uh, NIL legislation, clarification, Professor Cook, can yeah. you tell us what happened there? Go ahead, Adam. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, they, so there was some clarification and some updates around the interim NIL policy from the NCAA. Um, and it, it, it basically clarified or maybe didn't so much clarify, uh, what institutions could do, um, around NIL activities. And, and one of the things that was concerning was that they were saying schools cannot, um, you know, procure deals or uh, insert themselves into deals with student athletes, which that wasn't necessarily new, but they also said that they cannot uh, review NIL contracts for student athletes as well. And that that's one thing that's giving some people maybe some pause or concern. Um, the other kind of biggest change was around what the institution's ability is um, in terms of services to provide to student athletes and the languages that they or the language that they used was they cannot provide service to student athletes that aren't readily available to all students. Um, and I think that raised, a, you know, a couple of concerns and people were freaking out a little bit. Um, that was one thing to me that that actually didn't bother me so much. You know, when you're talking about photography services and, you know, the photography studios and things like that. You know, if the design department is is providing services to every other student, it, there's no reason why a student athlete couldn't participate in that as well. Um, I think the main focus that the NCAA was trying to to kind of dive into was the institution should be there for educational purposes. Uh, you know, not not contract procurement, not deal procurement, uh, et cetera. But it'll it'll be an interesting six months, unsurprisingly, as we unravel what the not so clear clarity was from, uh, from the NC2A. So what does that mean? No one's really <laughs> sure. Uh, it, <laughs> That's the bottom yeah, line. It's, it, it seemed like a lot of words to really just say nothing again. They're really uh, not a lot set in stone uh, in terms of changes, a lot more wait and see. Yeah. And, and you know what, I, I'll, I'll take this moment to, um, maybe highlight our episode last yeah. week. 
uh, with Vic Denardi. He, you know, he was an enforcement officer for the NCAA. Um, he was with the NFL for a long time as well. And so if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. Cause he provides some really good insight into number one, you know, some of it's fair, but I think that the NCAA gets a lot of flack from people, um, which again, some of it's fair, but there are really good people who are trying to come up with solutions there in those offices and really talented people. Um, and the other thing that we talked about that, that I think is challenging is when you're, when you're coming up with policies that are supposed to be blanket policies that apply equally to somebody like Bryce Young as they do to somebody like, I don't know, what I would have been as a student athlete who no one knows, you know, my name. Um, it's a really challenging thing to do when you're talking about blanket policies. Um, so it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah. So, okay. So really like be mindful, be watchful, but nothing crazy. Um, okay. Exactly. It's interesting like to see what the university's involvement can be and, and all that good stuff. Um, we've got a team that's growing which is cool. Yes, we do. Uh, thankfully. We thankfully have a few awesome individuals. We have four people starting tomorrow, which when this airs, they've already been a couple weeks into this. Um, but uh, account managers, partnership, licensing, um, creative. Adam, tell us about the squad. Yeah. So um, really what we're trying to do is just grow our team so that we can continue to provide a high level of customer service and, you know, um, yeah, I guess, I guess just that's it. Customer service to both our fans and our institutional partners. And so um, we've got Danielle Tate, who is going to be joining us. Um, she was most recently at Influencer, who is, you know, another great partner of ours um, to kind of jump in on on some of the the licensing and, and the institutional partnerships uh, liaising on behalf of, of account directors. Um, Sarah Hoffman, who's going to be working with our athletes. Uh, making sure that, you know, they're getting the high quality service they deserve, activating those, you know, limited releases, um, ham handling some of the customer service on their behalf as well. Um, and then we've got Sarah Eichelman, who's going to be joining us in a similar role, um, continuing to kick up on the marketing and branding side. Um, and, and and really, that's that's the bottom line of, of us scaling out our team is as we've grown this, you know, we've found a solution that a lot of people want. And it's a good problem to have, but it's still a problem trying to keep up with demand when everybody's like, yes, we want you to do it. Can you launch tomorrow? Uh, so that, that's what we're trying to do is, is make sure that, you know, we can continue to keep up with speed, provide the best quality customer service we can. Fourth quarter is going to be interesting. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be fun. Um, we want to make sure that everyone still gets their T-shirt. I think that's important, too. Yeah. Uh, I would <laughs> yeah. just add specifically on Danielle. Guys, do you realize how hard it is to find anybody that has previous NIL experience? It, it sure just doesn't like. exist. It's it's one year old. She's coming from an influencer, which is fully immersed in NIL and really prior to NIL even legislation, legislation even existing. So. And and she just won an award. You'll have to forgive me. I don't remember the exact name of the award, but it's it, it's like Sportswoman of the Year for for her city, Birmingham, Alabama. So she's yeah, we're we're really really grateful to have her. Um, yeah, and we've got some cool things coming out in the next couple of weeks. As always, feel free to reach out to us. We've been getting like a lot of messages, DMs, emails after this, um, just being like, oh, I listen to this or I listen to that. This is a fun conversation. 
we want to be as vulnerable as possible so you can kind of see what we're going through as we're building this. I think it's more of a way that someday we can go back and watch these maybe. I don't know. Like, oh, yeah. That's therapy, Remember, remember that. Therapy. Uh, so we'll have to do this again. It's cool to just riff and, and chat with you all about this. I got, I got one thing to add before we're out of, out of here. This is my NIL deal of the week. Oh. Yes. Oh, so is this a new this segment? This is a new segment. I, am, a new I didn't segment even tell right you guys ahead of time. This is, my, <laughs> this is my new segment, NIL deal of the week. This could be an old deal, but um, this is pretty cool. Drew Timmy, who you guys know, Gonzaga star. He's got the, the Mr. is it a Fu Manchu? What is that? It, I, I think it is Fu a Fu Manchu. I think it goes into whether or not it's connected or not connected. Yeah. He's one of these guys that feels like he's been in college basketball forever uh, because Gonzaga's good and he's always been on the big stage. But he's been able to capitalize on NIL. He's got to deal with Dollar Shave Club uh, to become the world's first and only chinfluencer. Um, So uh, he has a quote. He says, whether I'm driving in the lane or choosing my next facial hairstyle, I'm all about being myself. Have you seen my super smooth chin? So... Uh, pretty cool. The, the puns. Yes. That's a good oh, one. The puns. Yeah. That's I a like good that. one. I like that. Um, yeah. This is, I like this. I'm going to, I'm going to send you some uh, of my favorites okay. now and see if I can get one in the, in the, the deal we'll of the week. Hall of Fame. I like this new How segment. How do you track all these, Sean? <laughs> Are you just like scouring the internet? Uh, that was a quick, uh, Twitter search. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Whatever, whatever happens to get pushed his way. Yeah, right? exactly. Yep. Guys, this is good. Let's uh, let's do this again soon. We'll talk to y'all soon. All righty. See ya. Bye. Hey, everyone. Adam Cook from Campus Inc. in the NIL store. Just wanted to say thanks again for listening and joining us on this journey. And as a reminder, if you ever need any team wear, custom merchandise, rec or youth league jerseys, uh, fraternity and sorority wear, or company merchandise. We're always here for you. You can find us at campus.inc. And of course, for all your NIL needs, nil.store.